Hello, this is Dennis Thomas from Things That Matter, where we speak about everything from faith to finance and all things in between. So today I wanted to speak about the power of the mind, and I love to think about this topic. It's something that I think drives us all to be able to reach the levels that we know that we're capable of reaching. And sometimes it's our mind that holds us back from trying to attempt some of these feats that we have uh, in the back of our head to do. We all have dreams. We all have ideas. And this level of achievement that we're looking to tackle. But sometimes our mind, uh, probably really our, our primitive mind, our primitive brain tries to hold us back. Because all that wants to do, your primitive brain, is to uh, make sure that you don't fail at anything. Make sure that you're comfortable and you're maybe sitting at home uh, just watching Netflix. But it's your higher mind that really is more thoughtful and that you should really pay a little bit more attention to because it's our higher mind that's really going to allow us to reach these levels that we know we're capable of. I think we all have dreams. We all have these desires and things that we like to achieve. And I do this practice, uh, I've done it once, and I learned it from Brooke Castillo. She has a podcast called Life Coach School Podcast, which I definitely recommend. But she has this idea of writing a letter to your former self. So you write a letter to yourself uh, in the past, uh, where you're just speaking from the present point and telling yourself things. So you're speaking to yourself maybe 10 years ago or five years ago, and you're telling yourself things that yourself would need to know to maybe be successful or to try to reach these higher heights. You also write a letter to your future self where you're telling your future self where you want to be and how it feels to already be at that position or at that point. As you guys know, one of my goals this year, like it was last year, is to pay off all of my debts besides the mortgage. So when I'm writing to my future self, I'm writing a letter saying, you've made it. You, you've put the work in to try to achieve something and you've proven that you're capable of doing anything that you're setting your mind to. You have a plan that you put in place, you prepared, it was a vision that you had, you thought about it consistently, and here you are, you accomplished it. Now the letter to my past self would basically be, hang in there, you're going to make it. You've, you'll make it to a certain point uh, in 2018 where you'll be proud of the momentum that you've achieved. So keep your head down, create this plan, follow through with the plan and improvise at every point. Because what happens too, as I was going through this process, even with trying to pay off my debts, is that I realized that you have to improvise and things change and you're, you're creating a new pattern in a way. So you had this idea in your mind of how things were going to work. And then as you go through the process, you realize, okay, I have to change things. So maybe I had a certain amount that I was going to, to place in a bucket for restaurants. And I realized maybe the number that I had was too low. Maybe $5 for restaurants for the month just didn't work. I'm just joking, by the way. Uh, I had $200. I know you guys are thinking that I'm crazy, right? But 
you start to improvise and change things and you have conversations with your spouse and realize, okay, maybe I need to reconsider the number that I set for groceries. So it's a matter of just starting these things and learning as you go because most of the time with these types of journeys, it's about the process and not so much about the results. And sometimes our primitive brain wants to think about the results and what if I fail? And that stops us from even taking a step forward when really the thing that we need to focus on more is our attitude and our effort and thinking about the process and journey that you'll go through getting to that point and not being focused on the results so much. I mean, I think that's where you begin to have this shaky confidence as opposed to stable confidence because your confidence is based upon how you end everything. If you ended it well, then you have confidence. And if you don't, then your confidence is very low. And that's shaky. It needs to be stable. It needs to be focusing on something. So when I think about the power of the mind, I think about one of my favorite people, Kobe Bryant, because he, to me, is just the best example of someone that had this very strong mindset to want to achieve things. And he actually made it happen. And I think for him, one of the key pieces here that I learned about him is that he wasn't trying to be the best basketball player ever. He just wanted to be the best version of himself. And there's an article that he wrote. It was titled 4AM. If you Google 4AM, you'll see an article from LinkedIn. And I just fell in love with the article. I've watched YouTube videos of Kobe Bryant doing interviews with Ahmad Rashad. And he just speaks about how he thinks about everything. But his goal was to be the best version of himself. To me, that is a goal that is an achievable goal. Because thinking about trying to be the best basketball player ever, maybe that's a feat that a lot of us might be scared of. Let's say I wanted to be the best pharmaceutical sales representative ever. Or somebody wants to be the best banker ever. Or the best marketer. I mean, that's very uh, daunting just to think about it. But if you were trying to be the best version of yourself, that's not daunting. What, what is the standard there that you're comparing it against? Because it's you trying to be better than you were yesterday. I think that is something that our minds could wrap around. And it's an achievement that I feel we could all reach. But Colby Bryant stood up on the stage. He's winning an ESPY award. And he says, this award goes out to everyone, not those that did this because of talent or ability. This goes out to those that did two-a-days, three-a-days, four-a-days. Kobe Bryant's story, 4 a.m., is about him waking up and working out four times a day. He would wake up at 3 a.m., work out from 4 a.m. to 6, take a break, 9 to 11, take a break, 2 to 4, take a break, and then seven to nine. He did this every day during the off-season. Now, that's kind of crazy to think about him doing these four days every day, right? Probably more like five days, we should say every day, but can you imagine this? Four times a day. Now, the reason Kobe Bryant did this is because he knew his competition was only working out at least twice a day. So he knew that as the time went on, as the years went on, the separation between him and his competition just became larger and larger. By year three or year five, there was nothing that his competition could do to catch up to him.
because he has been able to build the separation. So for him, it was more about preparation and the time that he spent working on his craft more than his talent or ability. So that every time he took a big shot and people looking at him thinking, wow, this guy is very confident. He's thinking, I've taken that shot so many times in practice that when I get to that moment and I'm ready to take that big shot, it's only, I only feel confident because I've done it so many times prior to that. And to me, what an inspiration that is for someone to have that type of mindset to think that they're going to be the best version of themselves. They're going to work out four times a day. They're going to be persistent, consistent, and he just wanted to be the best version of himself. That to me is that mindset that I think about. And you think about how the mind works too. Uh, I remember listening to, uh, I was reading an article actually on in the New York Times and it was about these London taxi drivers and London bus drivers. So what, what they were doing is they were studying the hippocampus. It's an area of the brain that deals with navigation and also memory. So with this part of the brain, okay, you had London taxi drivers and London bus drivers. What they found out in the study was that London taxi drivers had a larger hippocampus than London bus drivers. Now, if you think about that, why would London taxi drivers have a larger hippocampus than London bus drivers? And the reason being is because London taxi drivers had to follow a varied route where London bus drivers follow the same route every day. So you're talking about an area of the brain that deals with complex spatial information. It deals with memory. London taxi drivers, and by the way, if you ever go there, they don't use GPS to navigate. They have to learn to navigate these streets. These streets, they are very complex. They learn to navigate them on their own without the use of a GPS. They have a larger hippocampus than London. Okay, so we, we're learning here, right? London taxi drivers, a larger hippocampus than London bus drivers. Now, let's get into one more person, okay? I read a book by uh, Malcolm Gladwell called David and Goliath. And in the book, he has a section in there about a gentleman called David Boyce. Now, David Boyce was from Illinois. He turned out to be a very prominent American lawyer. But when he was young, he had dyslexia, which is the inability to read and understand text. And he didn't learn to read until he was in the third grade. His mother would read him bedtime stories. And because he couldn't follow the words on the page, he learned to memorize the words that she would speak to him. But he went on to graduate from Northwestern University, received a bachelor's degree there. He graduated magnum cum laude from Yale Law. He goes on to be this very famous American attorney. He represented uh, Bush, sorry, Al Gore in the Bush versus Gore case in 2001 after the presidential election. He goes on to, to be the successful attorney and, and what happened was listening and memory became one of his greatest assets. He states that he wasn't successful in spite of his disability, but he was successful because of his d disability. I want you guys to think about this. And the reason I bring this up, we're speaking about the power of the mind. We're speaking about trying to reach these levels that we know we're capable of. And sometimes our mind, our brain will tend to hold us back from this. But think about some of these weaknesses that people have. And in this case, he doesn't even consider this a disability or a weakness. He says that he was successful because of his disability, because of what 
others might say, oh, I can't do that because of my disability. He's saying, no, 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 I can do that. And the reason I'm successful is because of that. He's kind of changing his mindset here to be able to accomplish something. And he goes on to be a very prominent attorney because of that. So I want you guys to think about the power of the mind and how we, again, could use this to our benefit. Let's think of another person, Martin Luther King Jr., okay? He has his I Have a Dream speech, uh, August 28, 1963. This speech was regarded as one of the finest speeches in the history of American oratory. So this speech facilitated the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and then subsequently the Voting Rights Act of 1965, uh, which actually gave African Americans full rights. Now the thing that makes this story so fascinating is the amount of people that he was able to get to show up to the nation's capital to hear his I Have a Dream speech. Now, Martin Luther King Jr. didn't have a thousand invitations that he sent out. He didn't have a website for people to check the date and time. But yet he was able to get a quarter million people show up to the nation's capital to hear the speech. And the reason that he knows how to do that is because he knows how to inspire people. And the reason he knows how to inspire people is because he knows how to start with his belief, his cause, his purpose, and he knows how to express that. We have to understand that any goal that we're trying to achieve in this life, we need to have a very deep purpose because otherwise, whatever you're trying to achieve will only last for so long, especially when you're dealing with things that take a long period of time for you to get better at, like Kobe Bryant doing his four times a day. We know Kobe Bryant didn't just do this for a year. This was a long period of time that Kobe Bryant is working and working to try to get better. And again, it was his mindset. Your mindset's going to be shaped by your belief. You know, if you listen to someone like Brooke Castillo, she explains that the, your belief system is everything. Your belief system is, is the, the person that you're married, right? That you marry to is based on your belief system. It's the amount of money that you make. It's the job and career that you have is based on your belief system. If you take your income, multiply that times 10, and you ask yourself, how come you don't make that amount of money? It goes down and goes back to a belief system. Because everything that we do is based on a belief system. So if you ever want to get really good at something, which takes a lot of repetition, obviously we're learning this with Kobe Bryant, but if you want to be really good at something, your belief has to be there. You have to be able to, as Simon Sinek says, start with why. Start with that purpose, that cause, that belief. Because once you do that, it changes everything. Now, when we think about our belief system, which again is going to allow us to reach these levels that we're looking to, to reach, trying to be the best version of ourselves, it's also a thought process. And the thing about thoughts is that they're voluntary. We could choose our own thoughts. They're not something that we have to think, right? We, we could go throughout the day and choose how we want to think about things. Sometimes we don't understand that process. We think that, no, no, I was thinking something great until you came and you said that to me and you reacted that way. No, we're in control of our own thoughts and that's a great thing because it gives us that power and control to understand how our mind works. Uh, if you think about thoughts, you know, our brain, our mind doesn't know the difference between something that actually happened and a thought that you have in your mind. 
for example, if you were the type of person that was afraid to go on an airplane because you were afraid that somehow the pilot doesn't know what he's doing or she's doing or somehow there would be a malfunction, you would have this fear of not going on a plane or flying anywhere. Now, that would be a real fear in your life, right? We all have fears in our lives that seem so real. The reason is because our mind doesn't know the difference between something that really happened because you could have gone on a plane and the plane could have had malfunction that could cause you to feel, I don't, I'm not comfortable on a plane. Just like if somebody was in a car and they got into a car accident, they would have a thought maybe of not wanting to, not being so comfortable being in cars because it actually happened to them. But then you have others that, that never happened to them and they have the same fear. And it's because your mind doesn't know the difference between a thought and something that actually happened. So in that case, this is a good thing for us, right? Because it allows us to know that we have control over our thoughts and it also shows us the power that our mind has with these thoughts. So what you wanna to try to do is just make sure that you have these positive thoughts and you're thinking about the right things, but it all is a package, right? It's all trying to understand how this whole thing works. And I think thinking about some of these things here, successful people out there. We spoke about Kobe Bryant and his ability to prepare, not about talent or ability, but it was about four days, three days, two days. We think about David Boyce. He had dyslexia from a very young age, disability, but he said he was successful, not in spite of it, but because of it. So he used this to his, his, his uh, advantage. And we think about someone like Martin Luther King Jr. who was inspiring. He was able to get a quarter million people show up to the nation's capital to hear his I Have a Dream speech. He was able to make change happen because he knew how to start with his belief, his cause, his purpose. So if we put these things together and we understand that there's a belief system here that needs to be used and utilized in order for us to reach the levels that we're capable of, we need to have a purpose. You know, we understand that Brooks says that our belief system is everything. It's the amount of money you make, the person you marry. You take your income, multiply it times 10, ask yourself, how can we don't make that amount of money? It all comes down to a belief system. And understanding that we don't need to be afraid of things because maybe it's just a thought in our mind. It didn't actually happen. Let's put these things together. Let's put ourselves in a position where we are trying to be the best version of ourselves and go out there and win. All right, I'll speak to you guys later. Thank you.